Hey, good evening to you guys. So good to be with you again. And thank you to Bethany and to JC in the studio. And a big thank you to Mark Haywood, who is making this uh, broadcast possible tonight. You know, it's always good to know you have a great team behind you uh, when you're you're on here and I am live um, speaking to you from my office. This is not a pre-record. And uh, tonight uh, I've entitled my message, Are You the Faucet That God Can Use? Now, um, if I was in America, people would know immediately what a faucet was, and I'm sure most of you do. But for those that don't, it's, an, it's another word, another term for tap. A tap. Um, the word faucet comes from 14th century French, and uh, the faucet was the old uh, tap that they used to put into the barrels to run the wine off. And uh, good evening, Pastor Daniel. I saw you just popped in there on the on the chat. So the faucet was the wooden peg that went into the barrel, so they could turn the tap and the the water would come out. So that my title is: Are you? the faucet that God can use. So let me start off uh, and introduce what I want to share with you tonight. Um, just some simple thoughts around how God can use us. So uh, Thomas Edward Lawrence, uh, known as T.E., was born on August the 16th, 1888 in Wales properly known as Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, you've guessed I'm going to talk about Lawrence of Arabia. No, Lawrence became famous for his exploits as a British military liaison to the Arab revolt during the First World War. The desert raids of British officer T.E. Lawrence and his Arab rebels uh, tied down many Turkish troops who could have been fighting uh, the main British uh, armies in the Middle East. Lawrence of Arabia struggled against the Turks during the, 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 world, uh, the First World War, was a classic of guerrilla warfare, and his personal accounts has become a classic of world literature. And of course, many of you have seen the movie uh, and the life of Lawrence of Arabia. Well, let me just move on a little bit from that story. During the war, Lawrence formed close friendships with many of the sheiks and Arabs. After the war, he brought some of those sheiks back to England uh, to show his appreciation for their support against the Turkish uh, domination. They had a wonderful visit appeared before the Joint House of Commons and Parliament, had an audience with the Queen. On the last night of their visit, don't worry, this is going somewhere, Lawrence offered them anything they wanted to take back with them uh, to their desert homes. Well, to his surprise and amazement, they led him uh, to the hotel room, uh, into the bathroom of all places and pointed to the faucets in the bathtub and said that they wanted to take the faucets with them that would provide them with running water in the deserts. Well, what they didn't realize was that the faucets were superficial. Behind them 
was plumbing, a hot water heater, an energy source that heated the water, a city main that supplied the water, and from the city main went uh, a line into an outside source of water, obviously went to the reservoir. Now, before I go any further with what I want to say tonight, let's let's look at the word. So if you have your Bibles, okay, we're going to turn to Matthew 17, verses 14 through to 21. Matthew 17, verses 14 through to 21. I'm reading from the New King James Version. So if you're ready, and the story that I just read to you, just let that uh, spin around there in your mind at the same time, because we're going to go somewhere about how we can be a faucet. Just wait and see. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not. Notice this. They could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long? Shall I be with you? That was a question that Jesus was asking. How long shall I bear with you? Question number two. Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, as I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to the mountain, move from here to there and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So there we see we have uh, a man who had been to the disciples and he'd been asking for prayer for his son who was an epileptic and had lots of uh, health challenges. And uh, they had prayed for him and nothing happened. Went to Jesus and what happened? Boom. The demon was released from that boy and he was made whole from that day forth. And so the disciples went and uh, said to Jesus, well, what happened? And you see what it says in there. I say to you, if you have faith. Now, do you have faith tonight? Do you have faith that can move mountains? Do you have faith that can bring miracles into people's lives? Do you have the faith within you to go out onto the streets and preach the gospel and see lives changed, turned around, people delivered? Hallelujah. Now, the amazing thing is not in 
the faucet that we heard about just now in that bathroom. It is what is behind the faucet that gives the water. So there has to be something behind every faucet for something to come out. The faucet can be 24 karat gold, but if it's not attached to a water supply, it's useless. So if we as individuals are not connected to that heavenly supply through the power of the Holy Spirit, we're pretty useless. Now, the amazing thing is not in that faucet. The power comes through what is behind the faucet. Things that are not visible to the human eye, but are there nonetheless. You know, and people have said to me many, many times about the Holy Spirit. Well, I can't see the Holy Spirit. No, you can't always see the Holy Spirit, but I can see, I've seen the Holy Spirit working. I've felt the Holy Spirit. And God wants each and every one of us to be that faucet so that we can be empowered. We can be used of him if the pump or the plumbing or the reservoir were uh, ever to be out of service so if they stopped if the reservoir went dry because there was a drought or if there was a breakage in the pipes that were running from the reservoir through to our water system to the purification area okay the faucet is going to be useless it's what's behind the faucet that gives it the power. So you know when you turn your when you turn your faucet on or your tap uh, in your home, in your kitchen, in your bathroom, you turn it on, that power whoosh, comes out, doesn't it? Fast. Well, most of the time it does. I know there are occasions where maybe it just, okay. So what I want to uh, talk about today is this. The faucet is necessary to get the water to where it needs to be. And I don't want to minim, uh, minimize the importance of a vessel, okay? I'm a vessel, you're a vessel, and God needs faucets. God needs vessels. God has always worked through human vessels. And in a minute, we're going to look at some uh, people that God has used, and sometimes we forget uh, their inadequacies, the way they were, in fact, most of the time, God works through the most unlikely vessels. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I was sharing with my life group on Thursday night about we, we, we were talking about boundaries and we were talking about how things affect our lives. And, uh, some of the unusual things that happen and some of the unusual people that we meet. And uh, I was sharing with them about a guy that I met uh, maybe 18 months or so ago, just before the, the, the pandemic set in the first time. Uh, one and I were at a conference. We met a guy, most unlikely character. I'm serious. I was sat next to him, um, jo Joe Sarr and, and, uh, and a few of the other guys that were there on Thursday night. I remember this. Um, and I won't mention any names. But I was sat next to this guy. We, we, were, uh, we were at a conference in Birmingham. And uh, Paul Manwaring was was one of the main speakers, and uh, we 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 were sat real near the front. We we're about in the second row, 
And next to me, there was this guy. And uh, please, what I'm about to say, please do not take any offense. Any offense. If you have a tattoo, I don't have a problem with tattoos at all. Okay. So please don't think, oh, I'm criticizing tattoos because I'm not. But this guy, okay, one, you will remember him, uh, had uh, tattoos all over. You could see them all, all up around here, whatever. And uh, I just, I was greeting him. I was talking to him and uh, I got to know him and uh, whatever. And then much to my amazement, um, they, uh, the, what, the, the, they invited him up as one of the guest speakers. And I'm sitting there thinking, my Lord, God can use anybody. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's not what we see on the outside, but it's what's on the inside of people. And the way they allow God to use them as their faucet, how they allow the power of the Holy Spirit, how they tell their story. You know, we often hear pastors and talk about tell your story, tell your story. And I tell you, this guy got up and spoke and really touched me. And uh, I'm sure one will remember uh, in part of that he was talking about uh, uh, his his background and he, he had had a pretty shady background and he spent a lot of time away at Her Majesty's Pleasure and various other things. But, you know, what what was so incredible about it was he, he just shared with such simplicity. Told, he, he runs quite a major ministry in the north and uh, I've still yet to go there. I did promise him that I would take Pastor Daniel with me one day. We'd travel. Unfortunately, things happened, as you know, with the with with, with the with the pandemic. That there's, but it's still on my register to do. And uh, he, uh, during the time we were talking, said uh, that uh, he he needed a father in his life, and he was talking about an earthly father. He was satisfied with his heavenly father, and he talked about his background. and And I, I just felt moved to talk to him again afterwards, and uh, I became one of his papas. And uh, he and I still communicate with each other, and I follow him around on 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 the social media. What he's doing, doing a great job, doing a fantastic outreach to people that I would never reach, and probably some of you would never reach. It is absolutely amazing. And maybe one time uh, I'll get him to share his story with us. Anyway, those are the kind of people that God uses, and we think, "Wow, why did that happen? Why?" Because this guy was able to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, opened himself up just like that, just like the faucet. You know, you turn it on and he just let it come in. Now, if we look at people in the Bible, you know, God can use anyone. Let me just read a few things after you. You know, Moses stuttered. David's armor didn't fit. John Mark was rejected by Paul. Timothy had ulcers, of all things. Amos, Amos's only training was in the school of fig tree pruning. He was just trained to be a fig tree pruning. Jacob was a liar. David had an affair. Solomon was too rich. Abraham was too old. You're never too old for God to use you. David was too young. You're never too young for God to use you. Peter was afraid of death. Lazarus was dead, but he was raised, right? John was self-righteous. Naomi was a widower. Was a widow, sorry. Paul was a murderer. 
So was Moses. Jonah ran from God. Miriam was a gossip. Uh-oh. Gideon and Thomas both doubted. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Okay, I'm just joking. Okay, he was depressed and he was suicidal. Elijah was burnt out. How many of us are burnt out or say we're burnt out? But God is still able to use you, even if you're tired, even if you're worn out. Mary may have been lazy. Samson had long hair. Noah got drunk. I mean, that's not all. Okay. Moses had a short fuse. How many people you know have a short fuse? I know a lot of them. Sometimes my shoes get my my fuse gets a little short. But God doesn't require a job interview. He doesn't need to interview us. He knows us from the inside out. He doesn't hire or fire like a boss because he's more our dad than a boss. He's our heavenly father. He's not our boss. He doesn't look at our financial gain or our loss. He's not prejudiced or partial, not judging, grudging. Not deaf to our cry. He's not blind to our need. He hears us when we cry out. He sees us. He knows what our needs are. You know, uh, a, a, a pastor once said, I was never of any use until I found out that God did not intend me to be a great man. Let me read that to you again. I was never of any use until I found out that God did not intend me to be a great man. God needs us to be faucets. So let's look at what it says in John 7, chapter 7, verse 38. John chapter 7, verse 38 says this. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow what? Will flow rivers of living water. Now, remember we're talking about plumbing and we're talking about water and we're talking about faucets and the way, the way water flows. But I want you to keep in mind as well about the way the Holy Spirit flows, the way it flows from on high and the way it flows through us and God can use it. God can have all the plumbing in place. He can have everything in place. He can have the pump hooked up ready to pour out his blessings on his people of the world. But he needs us to be vessels. He needs a faucet. In many cases, the only thing that stops a move of God is the lack of vessels, us being available. And, you know, there's many times uh, when I've uh, when, when I've traveled to different parts of the world, when God has used me in so many different ways because I made myself available. I made myself available to be that vessel. 
and to allow God to use me. And yes, there have been times and I thought, oh, my goodness, Lord, I, I don't know. I, I, this has never happened to me before. What's going to happen? And many times I've heard God whisper in my ear, trust in me, son. Trust in me. And as I've allowed God to use me, I've seen so many, many things happen. Um, I remember um, it was many years ago, but this, this wasn't recent. But uh, I, I often think, think, think about what happened. It was one of the first times uh, that uh, I, I laid hands on people for prayer. Uh, you know, I've, I've always been a person of prayer. I've always been someone that was raised that way. And uh, we were, in, were actually in Poland. In fact, I, I was with, um, uh, with uh, at, at the time, the late Dave Keepin, you know, uh, Laura's grandpa. And um, we, were, we were praying, for, we were in a service and we were praying for people at the end. And uh, so, some, of the, so, some of the leaders there in that church indicated some of us to go forward to pray. And uh, I had uh, the guy that was translating for me, a dear friend of mine, uh, from uh, from Warsaw uh, was there with me and we were praying and this old man came out towards me and uh, as he approached me I could see his neck was huge and uh, he was talking to my child there and so I said said to Wojtek I said what did he say he said oh he said uh, he, 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 he's just come out but he wants you to know he's already asked God to heal him and he feels God's healing him and I didn't even touch this guy yet and, you know, I said, okay, I said, what is wrong? And he had eaten, uh, he had eaten some poisonous mushrooms that had affected his throat and all, all the, the, the muscles around here. And, and, you know, as I put my hands forward and just lay them on his shoulders, this, his neck just went miraculously back to normal. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, you know, I was so shocked. I thought, now, I knew I hadn't done anything. I was that vessel. I was that faucet. And I'd opened up the faucet and I'd let the power of the Holy Spirit flow through me. I was that point of contact for that man. Hallelujah. You see, God can use any of us at any time. Yes, he can use you and you and you. You may be sitting there tonight thinking, oh, I don't know. Uh, if, if God can, yes, God can use anyone. You heard what I said about those, uh, th those people from the Bible. God can take anyone and he can use you. You just have to be available. You have to be that vessel and you have to know how to tap into the Holy Spirit, which we'll come to that just in a minute. When Elisha was performing the miracle for the prophet's widow, all the oil was flowing freely, the Bible says. Now, in 2 Kings, uh, chapter 4, verse 6, it says this, and I'll repeat the scripture, 2 Kings, chapter 4, and verse 6. Now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that he said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. You see, there we know there were many, many vessels of oil, but they had run out of empty vessels because the oil was so much that no vessels. So what happened? The oil just went and it stopped. 
But the only thing that stopped the flow of oil on that day was the lack of vessels. Now, I can't explain why God decided to use imperfect vessels to accomplish his work. I don't know. I don't know. That's just a mystery. But I believe what God does and did then and is still doing today is so amazing. And he just amazes me all the time. All the different things that happen. I am just amazed at what God has done and is still continuing today. It doesn't make sense to me that this God who can do all things would choose to restrict himself to moving through imperfect flawed, inconsistent humanity. But he does. And some of us are so inconsistent, it is incredible, but God still chooses to use us in different ways. I know why the creator chooses to move through his creation. I don't know. But God is always seeking for men and women through whom he can move. At the day of Pentecost, God poured, oh, Pentecost, Pentecost Sunday. God poured out his spirit upon some flesh. Oh, sorry, let me read that again. God poured out his spirit upon all flesh, not just some or just a few, but on all flesh. Are you a willing vessel? Are you that willing vessel? Let's go to Isaiah uh, 43, 18. Hopefully you've got your Bible or you've got your electronic uh, devices with you. It says this in Isaiah 43, 18. Do not remember the former things, nor consider things of old. God needs a vessel through which to work. Remember, Ezekiel said that God was seeking a man to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. God is always looking for someone to stand in, in the gap. And it can be you. You just have to make yourself available. You say, Lord, here I am, available. Use me. Don't just sit there and think, oh, you know, God doesn't want to use me. Why does he use Bethany? Why does he use JC? Why is Mark so smart at what he does? That's because they have made themselves available. They have put their lives on the line. They have put, laid things down because they wanted to serve the Lord. Amen? Okay. When the Lord struck Saul from his horse on the road to Damascus, he then told Saul, go to Ananias. He will tell you what to do. What happened? God used the human vessel, didn't he? Because he told Saul to go to Ananias, and Ananias was the vessel and told him what to do. In the book of Revelation, John says that God wept. Because he could find no man to open the book of salvation. So God himself took on the form of man to bring what? To bring redemption to each and every one of us. 
Do you understand how important you are to the work of God? God will not move without a vessel. God will not pour out his spirit without a, a faucet for it to flow through. And you are, I want to tell you tonight, guys, you are the vessel. You are that vessel. You are that faucet. God, let me repeat that to you again. God will not pour out his spirit without a faucet. For it flows through. You are that faucet. God needs you, same as he needs me. And, you know, there, there, there's many times um, that... Uh, uh, I've been involved in di different situations, and you know, we, we we talked about the boy there in the scriptures about where where, uh, where where Jesus laid hands on him and freed him from that demon. You know, I can remember uh, when I was reading that scripture uh, er earlier in the week. I was reminded of something that happened to us when we were in in, in Mexico. Uh, we were actually in Mexico City, and uh, you know, Mexico City is a, a very uh, condensed. A dangerous place. I think it's about there was back in back then a few years ago about 10.5 million people in, in a very small area, uh, and uh, but but in, but an incredible people. And we we were in a church. We we're in a very large church, um, and I, I think if I remember correctly, it's about our second night, and uh, I I'd spoken, and uh, people came forward for salvation, and then a lady brought her son uh, towards me. And uh, he was about 15 years of age. And uh, uh, I, th through translator, asked what the, the, the lady uh, confided uh, in me through the translator that the boy was having lots of problems and he was involved in lots of demonic things and, and whatever. And, you know, amazingly, uh, he understood most of what the questions I was asking through my translator. I could tell by his face. And uh, suddenly, as... As, as, as I went to pray for him, uh, you know, why they will bear witness to this, she was there. He went to grab me around the throat to strangle me. And uh, I just, uh, <laughs> having been involved many years ago in different things that I shouldn't have been in when I, when I was a teenager, I knew just how to, what to deal with him and how to hit him straight around his arms without hurting him. And I pulled him around and I spun him around and I grabbed him around the waist and pulled him to me. So his face was facing away from me. And boy, the amount of power that was in that young man was incredible. And I just started to pray over him in tongues. And within less than one minute, that boy was as limp as could be. I was able to pray with him. I was able to get him delivered. They, he fell to the floor. They got him up off the floor. I continued to pray for him. And that night, he was set free. Now. I could have very easily have said, oh, I'm not going to get involved in this. This looks too dangerous for me. This is too. No. I knew that the power that was from on high was going to flow through me. I was going to be the faucet. Now, you say, how do these things happen? Let me tell you. When you get into prayer and fasting, when you get into the word, you'll be surprised how it revolutionizes your life. But you can't just float in from one Sunday to the next Sunday and do nothing in between. You have to have that focus. You have to have that desire. You have to, you, you have to want it. You have to want to be that vessel. And 
I believe, and I'm sorry if I'm a bit strong uh, on, on this particular issue tonight, but I believe that until we make ourselves available, we say, Lord, here I am. I am available. Lord, use me. Lord, use me. And if you want God to use you, what I want you to do just in these closing minutes is start to type amen into the chat. And then we will know if you really are serious and if you really want God to use you. I've not seen any of the uh, uh, comments that have been made whilst I've been speaking because I've been, I've been focusing on what I wanted to say to you tonight. And I just want you to know that God can use you. God can use anyone. Anyway, tell you, if God can use me, he can use you. But you have to have that desire. You have to have that willingness to say, Lord, here I am. Take me. Here I am, Lord. Use me. I am a vessel. I am that faucet ready to be turned on. And I tell you, when you do that, you will see that God will turn your life upside down. You will be revolutionized and you won't want to stop. You will want your faucet turned on every day all day as you go forth in the power of the Holy Spirit and God will use you in areas and ways you had never dreamed or imagined. God can send you to the ends of the earth, places you never dreamed of, places you not even thought of. But if you're really serious about God, I want you today, tonight, to commit yourself to God, to say, God, here I am. I am that vessel, use me. Take me, Lord, take my life. And this week, can I commend that you start to, to, to fast? You don't have to fast every day. You can fast every twice a week and just fast. And during that time of fasting, use it to pray and say, Lord, direct me to this right person. Direct me in the right direction. Lord, show me in the scriptures. Show me in the scriptures, Lord. Where and, and read and start to start to start to feed yourself and things will start to manifest and you will be surprised what God can do. But you have to have the willingness. You also have to have the faith that God can use you and will use you. And trust me, if you ask God to use you, he will ask and you will receive. And I just pray that what I've said tonight will just penetrate into your heart, into your mind, and more importantly, into your spirit. And just say, Lord, here I am. I am that vessel. Use me in whichever way you can. It's been so good being with you again tonight, being able to share the word. And I'm now going to hand you back to the studio, to Bethany and to JC. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. and. Uh, JC is going to pray with you now as we come to a conclusion of this live broadcast. God bless you. God bless you richly in Jesus' name. Amen.